This podcast is sponsored by Project Dragonfly, a master's degree program offered by Miami University dedicated to ecological and social change. Project Dragonfly offers a part-time Master's of Arts in Biology degree focused on conservation or a Master's of Arts in Teaching for teachers. The program is designed for working professionals and can be completed from anywhere in the United States. Learn more at projectdragonfly.miamioh.edu. Hi everyone, we've got a handful of headlines for today's Pelicanus News. I've categorized them into conservation areas, wildlife, and drawdown. These stories are truly incredible, but also reminders to me that conservation can actually work. All right, first one in the conservation areas category. This one's coming from the Narwhal. Canada adds federal protection to indigenous declared marine refuge. When the Mama Lilukula First Nation unilaterally declared an indigenous protected and conserved area in their traditional territory in late 2021, it was as much to protect rare corals and sponges as reestablish connection to lands and waters from which the community had been forcefully removed. Now, Canada is backing the nation, adding marine protections under federal law. The creation of the marine refuge, an area also known as Lowell Bay, and Hoya Sound in Knight Inlet comes as officials and experts from around the globe are gathered in Vancouver for an international forum on marine protected areas. Mama Lilikula Chief Counselor Winnity John Powell said the announcement would bring happiness to his ancestors. I love to see that. All right, next one is coming out of CGTN.com. China designates conservation area for Beijing's central axis. For the first time ever, a conservation area has been specified for Beijing's central axis as China gears up for the UNESCO World Heritage application of its capital city's ancient backbone. The move is part of a latest protection plan issued by Beijing authorities. In line with the requirements of bidding for UNESCO World Heritage status, the brand new plan, which will roll out from 2022 to 2035, is expected to provide direction strategies for conservation work. The 7.8 kilometer long Beijing Central Axis, which stretches from Drum Tower and Bell Tower in the north to the Yongding Gate in the south, has witnessed Chinese capital history since 13th century. Called the backbone of old Beijing, this ancient access, axis will become a conservation area rationalized into a heritage zone and a buffer zone. That's pretty fun. All right. Uh, next category of, category of wildlife, two really great things here. Uh, first one's coming out of mongabay.com. Monarch butterfly population reaches highest number in decades. This is really cool. I just saw these uh, this past winter in the uh, central coast of California. The western monarch butterfly population reached its highest number since the year 2000, with more than 335,000 butterflies counted during the annual Thanksgiving western monarch count in California and Arizona. Western monarchs winter in California and migrate thousands of miles every year in a migratory cycle that takes three or four generations. They are counted annually uh, in their habitats by volunteers at these sites. The population rebound is a positive development, but the species is still considered endangered and far from its population numbers in the 80s when millions of butterflies can be seen in the trees. Conservation efforts include protecting overwintering sites, planting native plants, reducing pesticide use, and supporting conservation initiatives. 
The public can also participate in community science projects and make simple changes in their gardens and communities. I love it. All right, next one is coming out of yahoo.com, but it's from a press release from the San Diego Zoo. Critically endangered horse species born to surrogate using cloned DNA. The San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance announced that a critically endangered Przewalski's horse foal was born at the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. According to a release from the nonprofit, the colt is the first of its kind to be born at the Safari Park since 2014, and one of the few born in North America in the past year. The unnamed female foal was born on Christmas Day. Every birth is a tremendous moment, so we are elated by this new foal, Christy Brutus, Wildlife Care Director at the San Diego Zoo Safari Park said. We've made more than 157 Przewalski's horses born at the zoo and the safari park. Now considered to be a critically endangered species of wild horse, the Przewalski's horse, sometimes called the last wild horse, was previously declared extinct until 1996. The species has survived for the last 40 years almost exclusively in zoos from all over the world, with nearly all living horses related to the 12 Przewalski's horses born in their native habitats. Scientists, though, urge that there needs to be more work done to ensure that the future survival of the Przewalski's horse uh, can occur. Last category, um, two articles here. Uh, this is in Drawdown. This first one is coming from APNews.com. The main, main regulators allow wind utility project to move forward. Maine utility regulators gave final approval to a wind power project that would provide enough electricity for at least 450,000 New England homes, along with construction of a new transmission corridor in northern Maine to get the electricity to the regional power grid. The unanimous vote by the Maine Public Utilities Commission on two projects bearing a net cost of $1.8 billion comes after Massachusetts endorsed the proposal becoming a partner on the 1,000-megawatt project and allowing the cost to be shared by a larger pool of ratepayers. Under the plan, main ratepayers would be responsible for 60%, or about $1 billion of the cost. The average ratepayer would pay an extra $1 per month over the first decade. Hmm, <laughs> that's so awesome. All right, last one is coming out of the NewYorkTimes.com. EPA bans disposal of mine waste in Bristol Bay. The Biden administration is set to move to protect one of the world's most valuable wild salmon fisheries at Bristol Bay in Alaska by effectively blocking the development of a long-disputed gold and copper mine there. The Environmental Protection Agency issued a final determination under the Clean Water Act that bans the disposal of mine waste in part of the bay's watershed, almost 200 miles southwest of Anchorage. Streams and watersheds are crucial breeding grounds for salmon, but the area also contains deposits of precious metal ores thought to be worth several hundred billion dollars. A proposal to mine those ores, called the Pebble Project, has been supported by some Alaskan lawmakers and native groups for the economic benefits it would bring, but opposed by others, including tribes around the bay and environmentalists who say it would, be, uh, it would do irreparable harm to salmon populations. Alana Hurley, executive director of the United Tribes of Bristol Bay, which has long opposed the mine, said the decision was a real moment of justice for us. All right, I hope these stories bring some optimism and lightness to your month, and I look forward to sharing more in the future.